Welcome to the Badass CEO Podcast. This is Mimi McLean. I'm a mom of five, entrepreneur, Columbia Business School grad, CPA, and angel investor. And I'm here to share with you my passion for entrepreneurship. Throughout my career, I have met many incredible people who have started businesses, disrupted industries, persevered, and turned opportunity into success. Each episode, we will discuss what it takes to become and continue to be a badass CEO, directly from the entrepreneurs who have made it happen. If you're new in your career, dreaming about starting your own business, or already an entrepreneur, the Badass CEO Podcast is for you. I want to give you the drive and tools needed to succeed in following your dreams. Hi, welcome back to The Badass CEO. This is Mimi, and today we have Tamara Johnson. She's the co-founder of Flex Team and Liquid with her fellow MIT alumni. Flex Team is a mission-based micro-consulting firm doing on-demand business projects, including market research, competitive analysis, financial models and analysis, and business strategies. Flex Team puts together an optimal team of vetted experts who can provide quality, useful results for your needs. Liquid facilitates the onboarding process, controls expenses with work orders, automates invoices, secures payments, and streamlines your work today. Thank you, Tamara, so much for coming on today. I'm super excited to hear about your two businesses and how you can help our listeners as well as they grow their businesses. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So the first question, I remember you were originally starting out the business. I don't even know how long ago when I first met you, you were like talking about the idea. Was that like six, <laughs> yeah. seven years ago? Yeah. So I'm excited to hear like how you got the idea and how you like jumped in to do it. Yeah, that's exactly the right time frame. I think the idea probably was about a decade ago, but then, you know, sometimes it takes a little time to, to get the idea and get it to start moving. But when, when we met and we're talking about it, it was wanting to bring together kind of population of peers and friends that I saw who were really experienced professionals who had done a lot of things, but were starting to have families and wanted to have time for families while also still being engaged professionally. And so that was where the idea for Flex Team came from. And my business partner, she had people coming to her wanting C-suite help. You know, like, hey, can you come and help my company part-time? Or can you come help me with some business strategy? So we just saw a chance to kind of marry the two sides together. And we started, it's funny, we sent an email to my sorority alumni list and got 50 women to respond to that and fill out a survey. So we were like, whoa, (laughs) there's a ton of totally untapped talent. Like we knew that, right? But it was a very quick confirmation of what, what we thought there. And so that was the beginning of it, just very manually. People we knew that were running businesses that needed help, matching that together with the experts that we had access to from our, our peer network. And then through, you know, over the course of five years or so, have developed a lot related to how to best screen and, and find the best candidates to work in that way, how to package up the projects for the clients to lead to success in terms of doing things on a micro project basis, and also built some software to help us scale and manage projects since we were, from the beginning, was always distributed teams. You know, now with everybody working from home, people are we're much more used to, you know, we're not all sitting in an office together. But five years ago, the work from home population was quite a bit smaller and people weren't quite as used to working that way. So that was, that was a story of Flex Team and how that came into being. Oh, that's great. Now, so tell me, where does Liquid fit in? Yeah, so then that's kind of continuing the story. We, in building Flex Team, you know, learned, learned a ton of things, still learning things, but learned a ton of things. And one of the things we learned and realized was 
what were the challenges for clients in tapping into outside vendors in terms of people that are not your normal full-time employees, but people that are working on, you know, whether it's an ongoing contract basis or just bringing somebody in for a short amount of time. And so we started to see the issues kind of from the onboarding and contracting through defining your work order project really clearly, and then doing the invoicing and payments kind of what were all the pain points along the way. And part of why people don't tap into individuals for smaller projects is there's an overhead in doing that. You know, like there's a lot of paperwork and there's a lot of things you have to do. And if you're only going to engage somebody for a short amount of time, maybe it's not worth doing it. And so about a year and a half ago, we spun out a separate company called Liquid. And it's a software suite to help you better manage your liquid workforce. And so your liquid workforce is anybody that's not your full-time employees, but people that you work together with in a liquid way. And so, yeah, literally liquid came from Flex Team and our our lessons we learned there. And funny, we're talking this, this is the 16th or 15th of October. We, we literally launched liquid two days ago. So good, good timing on. Oh, you just uh, launched it. Yeah. Literally launched it two days ago. So it's been. Congratulations. Existed. Thank you. It's existed since last fall, but we did come out of beta just on Tuesday of this week. So yeah. So exciting. Do you have a whole separate team or are you kind of doing both? So Flex team, you know, it's a workforce of contractors that do all the work and projects there. So I'm still managing it, but not spending a ton of time. I have some great project managers that the work comes in and they're the ones actually managing the projects and, and making sure that it gets done and that our clients are happy. And so myself and one other person are there kind of as general overseers, but it's really the project managers and then the flex team workers that are doing the meat of what's happening there. And then Liquid It's myself and I think we have six other full-time employees now, as well as some contractors. And so that's the size of the team over there right now. So yeah, but ended up making them two separate entities legally, and then it's primarily two separate groups of people. So can you talk a little bit about your background before you started these? Was this completely (laughs) out of left field for you or is this... Yeah, so I background, I'm an engineer by background, an aerospace engineer. So I worked in the aerospace industry for a decade. That was my first career. And then left that about 10 years ago. And I I knew I wanted to do something more entrepreneurial. And it's actually, to me, when I think about it, it's like, how did I spend 10 years working at a big company? Because I I always wanted to do something on my own. But then I think you just, I don't know, you start, start doing things and work is interesting and stuff. And then time goes by. I did decide like, okay, if you're going to make a move, you need to, you need to do it. Right. So more, more time doesn't, doesn't pass and go by. So left, like I said, about 10 years ago now, I had the idea for something like flex team at that time, but I couldn't quite figure out the best way to do it. Meaning like what exact type of work do you go after and how do you facilitate and manage all the interactions? And so what had been just a consulting project that I was working on right after being in aerospace turned into a different company that I was a co-founder in providing rural internet access. And so that was something I did for about three years or so, three or four years. And so I basically you know, became, became a bit more entrepreneurial in name 10 years ago. And then since that time, yeah, I've been doing, doing assorted businesses. So not totally out of left field. I mean, in terms of the I don't know. Would you know that an aerospace engineer would go make the business I'm doing right now? Not necessarily. When you decided to start and you were doing this, what was the hardest part did you find? I think this is probably true for a lot of businesses. In terms of Flex Team, 
there absolutely is a large untapped, you know, brain power in the form of mid-career women. And that is still true. And that's something I'm really passionate about, you know, making, making a difference on and, and giving people opportunity to stay engaged on their own terms. You know, we definitely getting, getting the clients, I think is often a challenge in a business, but I would say even more specifically, really refining what it is you're selling and being super focused on what it is you're selling. In the beginning, you know, it's funny if I go back and look at some of the, the stuff we created, like whether it was the website or one page or our deck, we were trying to be everything to everyone. Cause it's like, we can do this, we can do that because yeah, like we had 50 people right off the bat, you know, then we had hundred people, 200 people in terms of our workforce, we could do a lot of different things. But then if you're out there saying I can do all of these things, then people don't know when to think of you. Like if you're too general mm-hmm. in what you're offering, you, you are not top of mind ever for anything. And so then it's tough to be the go-to for what you're doing. And then it's also tough because, you know, and a potential client comes and is interested, you just have to do more work, right? You don't have a standard like, oh, this is this service offering, right? You're having to go make a new proposal and make changes to it and things like that because you're you're offering something different. So I would say, yeah, the biggest thing going back in time, what I would tell myself is like, don't be afraid to get really, really specific on the services that you're offering and know that that's actually going to make the job of selling easier than harder. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, then, then it, you're not, you're not wasting time and not trying to be everything to everyone and that people, the right people will come to you as a result. Right. And what that ended up meaning on flex team is, you know, and at one point we did this analysis and looked across the hundreds of projects we did could fall into 40 different categories. Right. And it's like, wow, that's a lot of categories. Like that's, yeah. too many. <laughs> you know, so we ended up in the last year and a half or so market research, financial models, competitive analysis. Like that's our service offerings, right? Could we do other things in that? Of course we could, but we don't need to say that, right? Because that's not helping us find the right clients and it's not helping us in scaling up what we're doing. Now, how did you find your original clients? Did you already have contacts with like past companies that you've worked with or just word of mouth? Word of mouth. And then my business partner in it, she had people coming to her, you know, wanting like literally her, right? They wanted her to come help them part time. When she and I started working together, we were friends from undergrad. So we had known each other a long time. And we were both at a career transition point. So I had sold part of the broadband company that I had worked on for a few years. And then she had left a venture back company she had been at. And so that was timing wise. And at first we were just like bouncing ideas off of each other and Hey, what do you like? What do you think about working on? And that was actually where our business partnership came out of, but people, because they knew she had left, she was kind of, you know, a free agent at the time. And so they were asking for her to come and help. And for her, there were a lot of the stuff she's like, I don't personally want to spend time on this. It's not you know, exact fit for me, or I just am not interested in it, but I can bring that work in and then we can have flex team do it. And so that was where the first, the first work came from. And then from that really did has continued to be word of mouth and referrals and people kind of knowing, knowing what we're up to. She's here in LA as well. So a lot of it, I'd say half our clients are LA based. The workforce is all over, all over the U S and a couple mm-hmm. people international but the client base does tend to be in LA and just purely network. Right. Well, that talking that. about workforce, that for me, I think it's a great idea, but brings up a lot of stress, like just because like managing people, like, and making yeah. sure quality control, like, have you had issues like 
are they coming to the table already knowing how to do what you're asking them to do? Or are you having to train them and get, tell them specifics of like, okay, this is the quality I want, or this is how we're putting the presentation together. And has any of them left you kind of hanging? There's tons and tons of lessons related to that. And there's actually <laughs> another person who she's been working pretty much, you know, almost from the beginning on this as well. And she's also now working on liquid with us, but she had been really focused on the people operations side of it. And came up with a pretty rigorous screening process from, you know, part of it knew going in, we needed to be rigorous about screening people because, you know, like the quality of flex team is only as good as the quality of the product. Exactly. But then definitely things we've learned along the way, you know, we flex team people have never physically been together in person, right? It's always been a distributed workforce from very early on. There was always a project manager and a main contact point for the client, but the project manager could have a team of people they're managing, right? So sometimes the project manager does the whole project. Sometimes they're working with a group of people. And so needing to make sure that both you have a really, really good project manager, as well as the workforce that's supporting them have all been things that we've, you know, had to screen for and make sure that we are figuring out and having really great and solid people working on things. So we, there's questions that we ask. We have people provide work samples ahead of time. We have people do trial projects before doing a project. Uh, And I, I shouldn't say not a real project. People do trial projects on real projects, but we'll have two people working in parallel. Mm-hmm. So we can see, you know, like literally they're working on something that this is, you want to develop real product for it. And perhaps we can end up delivering some of the real product that they are creating, but want them to have the experience of working on a project like this. And then I'd say another big part of it is the asynchronous communications, you know, meaning we use Slack for a lot of our project management, as well as some tools we built ourselves. And being able to get your point across clearly and concisely in the written word is not a skill that everybody has, but that's a very important skill for the workforce we have. So you have to, you know, be able to get to the point. You have to be able to understand directions. Like we don't, most of our stuff, we're not picking up the phone and talking to people, right? It's all just, we're working in shared documents, working in chats and stuff like that. And so we definitely, those are skill sets that we're having to, to screen for and make sure people have. Part of the beauty of, and this was also intentional from the beginning in Flex Team, is that from our client's point of view, you're buying services from Flex Team. You're not hiring a specific resume or hiring one person. And part of our reason for that is we wanted to have the ability to plug people in and have them come out both over the like lifetime of engagement with the client as well as on a particular project. Because yeah, we've had some times that it's for whatever reason, something didn't go well and we need to recover from it. The client should not have to know that, right? That's right. We have a project manager managing the project, whether it's, you know what, that person wasn't the right fit for this or life happens, right? And that's not just because these are moms dealing with other stuff. Life happens all the time, right? So Mm -hmm. you need to be able to, suddenly this person was not available to finish the engagement. Well, we can come and bring another flex team person and finish that. And so that's, yeah, that's how we have handled that and, and have recovered from the times that it doesn't happen that often, but yeah, right. definitely there's some times that it's like, ah, yeah, yeah. guess what? We've got a lot of awesome people. So you're able to bring somebody else in. You have, a backup. To get it. have you self-financed both companies? Flex team has primarily been self-financed and then from, from the money of, you know, of projects that have come in to continue to develop the company. We did, we, you know, we spun liquid out from flex team and last summer, got our initial friends and family funding. And then last fall, 
we actually liquid last summer went through the TechStars accelerator program here in LA and then got some additional funding in the I guess it was like October or so time frame. So anyways, we've we've gotten pre-seed funding in Liquid. And so that company is on the external investor venture funded path. Mm-hmm. And then Flex Team is continuing to, you know, live off live off the cash right. that it generates. Well, we met obviously in the angel investing yeah. world that we started in like seven yeah. years ago. And putting my angel investor hat on, looking at this, like both companies are amazing. Flex team, I see it more as, you know, it's great for you because it's like a bread and butter that's just a cash. Right. Nope. Totally. Can scale up and down. Right. 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 Whereas yeah. Liquid, I look at it like the economies of scale, if, if I understand it correctly, because yeah. you said it's a, it's a software play at yep. this point, it sounds like. So that's like yep. the economy of scale there is huge. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Who would you say Liquid's competition is? Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. That's a conversation we have very often, especially as you're you know getting ready to launch the product. The thing that we've realized is pretty important this year in terms of what clients care about the most is the payment, like actual payment of of their vendors. And what's out there right now, there's a few different things. A lot of people have used Bill.com for a while to mm-hmm. pay vendors, and so a lot of startups to medium sized companies use Bill.com. So definitely would say that that's, that's one. There are some others that are newer companies that have gotten funding recently, one called Deal and then one called Melio that are, are more focused on payments. Payments are international, paying people internationally. So those would be mm-hmm. the ones that are you know a little new, newer companies, but trying to kind of go after the same market that we're focusing on. One of the things that we've been able to do this year in the the time period of coronavirus happening, we were actually going to be launching, I don't remember the exact date, but within a month or so after coronavirus lockdown happened, and then we were like, uh, <laughs> is this a good time to launch? Maybe not. And so pulled back a little bit in terms of we're not doing a public launch at that time, but realized there was an opportunity for us to do our own internal payment function. And so rather than using a third party provider to do the payment processing, we kind of over the course of the summer built that out ourselves. And so we're working with the bank and now we control and have the ability to pay both US based vendors as well as international vendors. And so that was like our big, (laughs) yeah, you know, I want to say a good thing to come out of coronavirus is if that hadn't happened, it was something we knew we wanted to do. I don't know that we would have gotten it done at this point because we would have gotten caught up in, you know, whatever else launching. Uh, in terms of yeah. launching. And yeah, then what are your customers asking for type of thing? But yeah, realize that we could could use that as an opportunity to get that part done. Yeah. Now, how long did it take you to build the software for Liquid? Uh, Liquid, there has been software since last October, November. <laughs> there have been users since that time frame. To get it from that point to the point that we wanted to tell the world, you know, was then October, whatever, October 13th, <laughs> close to a year, I would say. So we were able, I mean, one thing that was nice from having the experience of, of building Flex Team is we already knew a fair amount of what was important, you know, like what what mm-hmm. does the user need? So we, we did, the Flex Team software is separate from Liquid but we were able to use things we had known and learned in building the Flex Team software for the basis to build Liquid. So we were able to get something built relatively quickly in the first place, but then it's the, okay, here's all these other features and here's all the things you need to do to make it really user-friendly and add in backend capability and functionality and stuff. And so that has been kind of the almost year timeframe from when it, it first existed to now that it's something that 
you're proud of and you want people to come in and, and understand how to use it. That's great. Now, obviously, because you're going to want to get more clients quicker, do what your strategy has to be different than word of mouth, I would assume. There's a few different things that we've been doing there. And yeah, definitely different than, than what we had been doing on Flex Team. We've been doing some kind of growth hacking of, you know, reaching out to people on LinkedIn, other social, not paid social, but literally just trying to reach out to interested parties, telling them what we have to offer and then trying different messaging, you know, offering up demos, offering up videos. We have a lot of content that's been created to bring people in, you know, with different keywords and if they're looking for how to manage vendors, how to pay internationally, you know, what, what does it mean in the state of California? All these different things that people might be looking for that they can then, you know, discover liquid and come in. That's one thing we've been doing for a little bit. Another part that we're really starting to focus on now is using the networks we have and sending emails. I kind of the same, you know, like offering up demos, offering to handhold and get people start up in the first place. You know, my LinkedIn, my the people I'm working with, their LinkedIn's so yeah, so it's a very aggressive word of mouth in a yeah. way, but I guess one nice thing, we're all in our 40s. So my point of that being it's we all have decent networks, right? Like we're we're not yeah. brand new. We're not, you know, maybe we don't have like the crazy young energy of people in their 20s starting a business, but we also have a lot of contacts of people that this product will be great for. And so yeah, starting with that and being pretty pretty aggressive on that. And then I think the goal is by the end of this calendar year to be really then refined in on, okay, like our hypothesis is these are the people we want to go after. And guess what? It's exactly these people with this job title and companies of this size serving this industry. And now let's go more broadly and really target going after those people, you know, with more paid, paid methods. That's great. That's great. So what advice would you give an entrepreneur? Like anything that you've learned at this point? I think like when I, when I go back, you know, the 10 years ago or so when I was still working at a big company, there's probably never a good time. Like you can always be like, ah, I don't know if I should go or not go. And if you, meaning leaving a normal steady job, yeah. if you keep coming back to this, I want to do something on my own, or I want to build something on my own, you just have to go and give it a try. <laughs> like yeah. there's never going to be a perfect time. You can have an idea and you can put stuff down on paper as much as you want, but until you actually start doing it and start putting it in the world and getting real feedback, you learn by putting the product or service in the world and seeing how the world responds to it. And so you're going to learn a lot more from that than sitting there like trying to keep thinking over the idea and try to make the idea better. So I would say that's the other, you know, just you have to at some point just go do it and then you're going to learn and that's okay. And that's good actually, right? Like the good of, I mean, even like right now, what I just shared, we're doing with liquid. The beauty of it is our customers and potential customers are going to help inform us on the right way to sell our product, right? Like we have a hypothesis and this is what we're Mm -hmm. going after and trying it first, but it's cool in a way to think about it as a lot of experiments, like everything we're doing, it's experiments and you're learning from that experiment and then doing the next thing and doing the next thing. And from all of that, you're building this bigger and bigger business of learning off of what you've done. So if you enjoy doing that, then maybe entrepreneurship is good for you. If that seems super scary, maybe not. Right. I don't know. Depends. Now you're a mom. How do you juggle it all? Like, do you have a morning routine? Are you getting up at 4.30 AM and making sure you have time for yourself? Yes. I get up early. Partly like I'm a, I like to exercise in the morning. And so I'm 
especially since the school year started, I'm usually exercising by five or five fifteen. So that's like my time alone every day, <laughs> which for some people, maybe that makes them think, I don't know, that's crazy, but I, I love it. And it's just like a great, I don't know, it is my time alone. <laughs> I know it gets done. I just physically feel so much better. And I've done that. I like right now, you know, with the pandemic going on, my son, I have a son in first grade and then a three-year-old. So the son in first grade is on Zoom doing school, which has worked out pretty well. He does a great job and I'm impressed that a six-year-old can do, you know, what he's doing and hang with it. And so we're, we're kind of used to things on that front right now. I do have a part-time nanny that helps me with the younger son because there's no way. I mean, even honestly, my six-year-old would have a hard time doing class if his brother was around, right? So mm-hmm. she comes in the morning and helps me with the, with the younger one as well as some stuff around the house. And the younger one takes a great nap still. So in the afternoons, that's part of how I'm able to have a part-time nanny is the younger one sleeps in the afternoon and I can keep working. I'd say the other, (laughs) my husband during pandemic times has shifted his schedule. So he always has gone to work early. He physically is going into work, but he tries to be home by four o'clock every day to then take the kids. And I get a few more hours of alone time. And that alone time is work alone time, you know, not fun alone time, but it's a lot right now, you know, trying to make sure that you pause and take some time for the kids, I guess is one of the things for me. Cause like when you're doing your own business, there's always something to do. I mean, I know that's true of any, like of, of a lot of jobs or any job, but like when it's, you're trying to make strategic decisions and think about the right next steps, as well as the list of a lot of, you know, not glamorous, just crap that has to get done. There's absolutely always something to do. Do you keep that list? So I, like, is there an app that you use or is it? No, I, I have a bullet journal. This is, this is as fancy as my bullet journal is, but yeah, I just write the things down and then cross them off when I do them. And do you um, do as that much every as I'm day? Like super, yeah, I do the, I don't know. I'm not like the hardcore bullet journal person, but once a month I will go through and I mean, I'm always kind of like things that are not crossed off still have to so be So you done. don't do that all in a day? <laughs> no, no, no. But this is like, this was yesterday's to-do list that I haven't yeah. done, right? Okay. But then you see stuff from earlier, whatever, earlier in the yeah. week has X's on it. So no, it's not a get up and what has to happen today. It's just, these are things I need to take care of. And then when they get done, you cross them off. And then at the end of the month, everything that didn't get done, either you intentionally never do it or you copy it to the next month, right? Which actually for me has helped some with the, the things in the back of your head that you think or know you should do. If you haven't done them in a month, do you really have to do them? Like, So let them go. And so partly like the act of writing it down, then it's like, I let it go. (laughs) You know, I don't know. So that, that part has been good for me because otherwise I'll, I'm the type of person that will kind of keep it in the back. I never did that thing. And then it's like the world moved on and didn't care that you didn't do the thing. Right. And if it was really a priority, you should have had time to do it in a month. So this has been awesome. I thank you so much. Congratulations and good luck with your new company. And I appreciate your time. Yeah, it's great catching up with you. Okay, take care. So if you wanted to learn more about Tamara and her two companies, please check out my website, The Badass CEO. We have notes from the show notes and the transcript. So it's there for you. So if you didn't take notes and you wanted to go back and hear some information, you can go to thebadassceo.com as well as subscribe to our newsletter where we send out who the podcast is this week and also some articles that are of interest to you. So thanks again for supporting the Badass CEO and we'll see you next week.